Attention architects and creative minds, get ready to supercharge your brand with Build Your Brand, the podcast that's unlocking the secrets of branding success for creatives. Hey there, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my friend, architect marketing expert, Jeff Eccles at Build Your Brand Podcast, where he explores the captivating stories of the world's top brands and transforms their lessons into powerful moves for small firm architects and creatives like you. In season one, Jeff shares the thrilling tale of Southwest Airlines, where he dissects their journey to the summit and distills it into strategies tailor-made for you. It's important to keep in mind that companies like Southwest compete in the real world, just like you, and face real-world challenges, just like you. You might be surprised at how similar those challenges are to the struggles that you grapple with on a day-to-day basis. Don't miss out on your blueprint for success. Subscribe, tune in, and let's build your brand together. You may have noticed that the very best brands in the world are also known for having somewhat unique corporate cultures. That's often the glue that holds everything together when they encounter those rough spots. We don't do it because it inconveniences the passengers to whom we are primarily dedicated, the short haul, uh, frequent flyer. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Your Brand today. Remember, no matter the size, the journey's the same. Your brand's journey to the top starts here. Thank you to BQE, the makers of BQE Core, for their support of this episode. BQE Core is the software that makes it easy to manage your projects and people for maximum productivity and ultimate profitability. Learn more at bqe.com. Context and Clarity has been called a community-based pro-practice masterclass for architects. It's awfully high praise, but since we began this journey back in April of 2020, we've certainly grown into a community of small firm architects, all focused on what matters most to their success. And by the way, it doesn't matter if you're the employee of a firm that's dreaming of going out on your own, or you've owned your own firm for 26 years. There's something here for everyone. And that's where you come in. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Context and Clarity Podcast. Every week, we have a conversation with an expert or a thought leader on things that matter most to the success of architects just like you. Then we go backstage with someone from our community and we talk about what we learned, what our biggest takeaways were, and how we're going to apply what we heard to our own businesses. In this episode, we talked to James Carberry. He's the author of Content-Based Networking and the founder of Sweetfish Media. When I originally reached out to James, he was on a sabbatical and unavailable. So by the time he was back and we were able to get him scheduled for context and clarity, I'd been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. Content-Based Networking is a book about building relationships with the exact people that you want to know, so your ideal clients. And James gives you a framework to become a thought leader and build those relationships with your ideal clients at the same time. I've recommended it to a lot of people and even engaged with a few of my clients on strategies that are related to what James Carberry wrote about in content-based networking. So obviously the danger 
in building something up with this much anticipation is the potential that for the actual event to not live up to the picture in your own mind. But I'm here to tell you that James did not disappoint. And this is one of my favorite context and clarity live conversations. James even talks about the architect that he's recently hired and how he'd market himself if he were an architect. For this episode, our backstage guest is Hopedale, Massachusetts-based architect and podcast host, Chris Novelli. Chris is the owner of N3 Architecture and the host of both the Empty Lots podcast and the Home Design Academy podcast. And of course, my co-host is Catherine McPhail. She's an architect and a podcaster from Arlington, Massachusetts. In addition to Context and Clarity, Catherine hosts Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven, and she's the CEO of Demios Architects. So, as usual, I'm looking forward to talking about our takeaways from this conversation. So, let's go backstage and listen in as Catherine McPhail, Chris Novelli, and I talk about our conversation with James Carberry. I just came from a meeting with a client that's not an architect. And one of the things that I pitched to them, we're going through a whole business development marketing strategy. Uh, and one of the things that I pitched to them was essentially based on content-based networking because we were wondering, or, or I've been wondering, you know, as you go into, as you go into a business and try to try to piece things together and, and figure out how to best leverage the talents that they have and, and everything else. I've been trying to piece a few things together and the idea of content-based networking for them, it's how can they develop trust and visibility, thought leadership in an area where they actually don't have any experience. I mean, they, they have some tangential experience and that's probably as far as I should go talking about the client in particular, but, but the idea that James Carberry writes about in the book, I think is a perfect fit to help accelerate this process for them to build relationships and trust in sort of a new market area for them. And so that, that's sort of a, a, a meta uh, meta happening, I guess. I think it is simple, pretty simple and, and uh, applicable. That's And that sounds exactly like how we work together um, for me to implement that system as well, where I was taking my firm in an area where I had a tangential experience, mostly from work with previous firms, but never any, any experience with my firm N3 architecture and I wanted to break into that market and we're using this content-based networking as a way for me to not only make connections and and be intentional about the relationships that I'm building but also build that trust when I don't have the portfolio. Yeah, I I think building well going back to the words that you use being intentional um and and building that trust. I think that to me, that's a big takeaway from this book. And and we all, this, this shouldn't be novel to any of us. It shouldn't be new to any of us. We, uh, we need to be intentional about our marketing, our business development, building relationships and all of these things. But many times, 
I think if we're honest, we're not, you know, we're, we're looking for that serendipity or we're, we're going to a networking event or whatever it is and hoping that we run into somebody and, uh, we, you know, we may find a lead there. And that's, that's essentially the exact opposite of what this book is about. Yeah, it's been a long time since I read uh, How to Make Friends and Influence People, but it seemed like there were a couple points from that book that come through in the whole idea of asking somebody to be the subject of some content that you're going to be putting out to the world. So one is, as he mentioned yesterday, the uh, sound of your own name being the most sweet sound that people can hear. And then the other one um, is that everybody wants to be seen as an expert and respected as an expert. So you're doing both of those things um, in creating content for them because we all know creating content can be hard to get out there. Essentially, this this idea is based in content collaboration. And so I do a lot of content collaboration by asking people to be on one of the podcasts that we produce. But you could easily build these kind of relationships by reaching out to somebody and saying, hey, I'm writing an article for my blog and I'm highlighting, you know, three creative entrepreneurs that are in this space. I would love to jump on a, you know, 15, 30 minute call with you to talk through some of the, you know, this particular project that you're working on so that I can highlight you in my blog post. Uh, you could do it with, you know, a video series that you're doing for YouTube. Um, I, I just gravitate toward podcasting one. It's easy to jump on and, you know, you can, you can repurpose the content like, like y'all are doing really, really well. Um, you can use it for video. You can use it on an audio only podcast app, but yeah, you could, you could do it with a blog post. You could do it with a research report. You could say, Hey, I'm, I'm compiling research, uh, for creative entrepreneurs. And I'd love to jump on a call and ask you, you know, a, a list of five or 10 questions. Would you be up for it? Uh, I'll make sure to share the research with you you know, after I've, you know, had my 100 phone calls with creative entrepreneurs or, you know, whatever. So it's really the, the bigger idea is come up with a piece of content that you can create that forces you to collaborate with the exact people that you want to build relationships with. That way you're building relationship, not on a, Hey, I'm an architect and you should hire me kind of level. You're, you're building the relationship on something that is valuable to them. Like they're getting featured in a piece of content that they can then use in their own marketing. Um, and, and so it, it positions you as someone that wants to add value to them, even though it's completely disconnected from what you do for a living. I have a podcast for home renovations and people tend to want to be on the show just because they can share that content. They don't have to make it themselves. So there's that. And just asking somebody to do something without anything in return feels uncomfortable for me. So yeah, I don't know. It just seems kind of like, yeah, that's a pretty obvious thing to do. And it's a good high value thing to give them. Yeah. And I, and I really like how he talks about like, you don't just sit back and hope that you're going to meet someone that can affect your life or your business. You're, you're going out there and you're sort of making it happen um, by seeking out those people who um, could potentially uh, maybe there are clients down the road or maybe they can lead you. just instead of sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's a good point too. You said clients down the road and we we need to understand the fact that this isn't this isn't a magic bullet right this idea of collaborating with people to create content and build relationships and trust it's not going to suddenly i should say probably it's probably not going to suddenly turn into a project tomorrow right the, it's the point is not hey 
will you come be on my podcast or can I interview you for my blog series or I'm developing a report. Can I interview you for that report? Hey, by the way, would you like to hire me? Right. That's, that's not the process at all. It, it is a, like everything, marketing and business development, it's a long tail process. It's a, you know, it's a long-term thing, but I, I do, I do in a sense think that it can actually accelerate the process, which sounds like I just contradicted myself, but in that you're gathering up all of these people, right? You're gathering up this this group of ideal clients and possibly referral partners and so on. And you're go, going back to the word you used earlier, Chris, the, and you're being intentional about pulling these people together and, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and, and delivering value to them. Um, I, I, I think there's, um, th there's a lot of wisdom in that. And, and, uh, James did say too, the best way to ruin your reputation would be to turn that into a sales pitch. Exactly. Right. You got to make it all about the other person, right? You, you know, from the interview to even beyond the interview where James was talking about, you know, not only following up with them, sending them gifts, um, but also like creating a, a framework or even like sort of these mini mastermind groups for these people to collaborate with. And it's still, it's, it's all about them rather than about James or about anyone else who's implementing this system. So. Yeah. It's basically about making friends and, and planning and making your own connections in a semi contrived way, but hopefully you will never reveal your hand so that they won't ever think that ideally you would just get to, you're interested in whatever they're talking about they might be able to introduce you to other people who are also involved in the same subject. And it's just, it's just kind of making connections and making friends, uh, networking, I guess, like he said. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, one, one of the things that I think is interesting is it really kind of combines maybe th three different concepts. One is content creation or, or maybe content marketing. And the other is networking and the other is relationship building. And many architects that I meet have trouble with two out of the three of those. But this process, by combining those, and of course, that's the power, right? It's the overlap of, of all of these different systems. But but the word that you use, and of course, it's in the title, Catherine, uh, you said networking. How many people, you know, how many of my clients over the years has said, well, I went to this networking event or I went to the AIA meeting and, and, um, you know, networked with some people and their, their goal is almost invariably going to be to find their next project, right. To find leads and almost in a one-off manner, right. Well, I hope that I meet someone at this thing that can introduce me to someone or has a project or something like that. How often does that actually happen? And if you meet someone at a meeting for the first time, how often are they going to hire you or, or vice versa? How, how often would you meet someone that you just meet for the first time? Also not going to happen. Exactly. Same thing with like a cold call or a cold email. It's not, it's yeah, not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I love this mashup. 
Oh, we're going to create content, which is good on all kinds of levels. We're going to network, which is important on all kinds of levels. We're going to develop relationships, which drives everything in professional services. Mm-hmm. Always has, always will. So, um, you know, putting all three of those together into this content-based networking system, I think, is uh, is really kind of a simple genius thing. One of the things that I, that I, that I like that he said was um, sort of a mistake that people make when they start uh, creating this content, whether it's a podcast or, or a YouTube video series or a blog or an article or something like that. He mentioned the, the mistake people make is trying to have their show or their article be about their specific area of expertise rather than the thing that their potential buyer cares about. And that kind of... Ch- blew my mind a little bit, right? Because, you know, I think we'd all think that if we're going to do any sort of content, we want to be, we want to have that content be what we're experts at, right? And, and maybe it can be, um, uh, you know, in a, in a certain way, but it's really taking the, the focus off of you and putting it on the, who you want to do business with. And then, the questions that those people have finding the experts to collaborate with that can answer those. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a interesting way to think about it. Before long, number one, you'll learn people. Number two, people will associate you with that knowledge base and you're going to be developing in collaboration with these others, all of this thought leadership material. And so you're going to be, you're going to be associated in that world and, and, um, afforded a little bit of, of expertise in that area as well. I th- those are um, those are some really great observations. Let's take a quick break to share more about our sponsors, Systems and Standard Operating Procedures. You already know that's how to build a profitable business and find the freedom that you want. You need systems and procedures but you struggle with choosing which systems you need the most and how to implement those systems quickly so that you can get back to doing what you love to do the most. The Designing Your Business Masterclass series was created by acclaimed architect and business consultant, Douglas Teeger, FAIA, to help fellow architects and engineers run their firms more profitably while maintaining a healthy work-life balance. Douglas grew from a solo practitioner to becoming managing partner of his 30-plus person firm and then later sold his firm so that he can do what he does today, helping architects be more successful at Tiger Consulting. On the third Wednesday of every month, Douglas dives deep into an essential topic that will strengthen the profitability of your firm and make it sustainable for growth in the years to come. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass with Douglas Teeger at bqe.com slash masterclass. And then start implementing powerful systems for the profitability you need and the freedom you want. Every live masterclass session includes AIA continuing education credit. And when you visit bqe.com slash masterclass, you'll have access to the full library of past sessions on demand. The Designing Your Business Masterclass is free. It's brought to you by our friends at BQE, the makers of BQE Core, the software that makes it easy to manage your projects and your people for maximum productivity and ultimate profitability. 
register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass at bqe.com slash masterclass. That's bqe.com slash masterclass. And now let's get back to the conversation. We didn't get into his email trick, right? Uh, 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 maybe he did a little bit, but um, you know, just being really brief with your email and being specific about something. Hey, I saw that you, your business, your company is doing this, and I'd really like to talk to you about that about on this podcast or or blog. And it it works a lot of the time, and I've had it work for me, and I know it's worked for others. Have you had it not work? Well, yeah, you get people that that just don't respond. Um, but you know, that's, it works more than, than a big long email saying, Oh, I have this podcast and, and I like to talk about this and I like to interview these types of people and, and me, 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 me. And then, Oh, by the way, I'd like to have you on the show. Right. I think it's, you flip that around as, as Jeff likes to say, and make it a, you know, (laughs) about them first. You need to be a little bit more personalized. So when you go to LinkedIn, you find the exact people that you want to connect with. Maybe it's based on city. Maybe you only work with people in your area. Whatever the criteria is, start start reaching out to them and go to their website. Like try to do a little digging online. Like there's a lot of stuff you can find out about people in a in a non creepy way just by googling their name, and just find a connection point, um, and and in- incorporate that into the message. It doesn't need mean that your message needs to be 18 paragraphs long. Like people are not going to, to respond to that typically, but if you can find a point of connection and a reason why you think they'll have something to add to the content that you're producing more often than not, people are going to say yes. It's extremely flattering when you, when you ask folks to contribute to what you're trying to create. You know, James talked about like approaching people who are giving uh, speeches at, at conferences. So you, you you find out who's speaking at a conference and say, hey, I see you're, you're giving a speech at this conference. This aligns with what my listeners like to like to talk about. Would lo- I'd love to have you on the show. Just a quick two sentence email and uh, it works. We're talking about the um the the framework i guess that he shares for sending out emails and the very first time that i used that framework for context and clarity every email every invite that goes out to someone that we would like to have be a guest on context and clarity live uses this framework since since this first one and um and this is actually a little bit contra- or uh Contrary to what he talks about in the book, he didn't mention this yesterday, but he talks about not focusing on these big name influencers, but there was someone that I really wanted to have on Context and Clarity Live, and I think he was on maybe our fifth episode of Context and Clarity Live, so it was very early. So when I when I reached out to him, I don't think we had even done our first show yet, and to, to your point earlier, Chris... Um, but it was Seth Godin. I have followed Seth Godin for 15 years and I, you know, he's, he's on, on my wish list or what was on my wish list. And somebody in our community reached out and said, Hey, you've got to listen to this podcast that uh, Seth Godin just published this week. 
in the title of the po- it's on his Akimbo podcast. Uh, the title of the episode was The Architecture of Architecture. So, oh, wow, that's cool. I'll listen to that. And so, again, I've been a fan of Seth Godin's for a long time. I started listening to this podcast, and about three and a half minutes in, I suddenly didn't like Seth Godin very much. I didn't like what he was saying about architects and about architecture. And I'm like, okay, uh, I guess I'll keep listening. And then I forget what it was, maybe the, the eight minute mark or something like that, eight and a half minute mark. He said something and suddenly a light bulb went on. I said to myself, every architect needs to listen to this episode. I mean, literally like every architect needs to hear this. And so I reached out to Seth Godin and, you know, I'm thinking, what are the chances that he even reads the email? You know, probably not much and had zero expectation that he would even respond. But what I did was I took James Carberry's email format from content-based networking and I, it was about three sentences long. And I said, Seth, I just listened to the podcast that you published on Tuesday. It's called the architecture of architecture. And I've got to be honest with you. I followed you for a long time, but suddenly I didn't like you very much. But then at the eight and a half minute mark, you said something. I thought every architect needs to hear this. We have a live show for small firm architects. Would you willing, would you be willing to come on and talk about this? And that was it. That was the whole, that was the whole email. And again, I had zero expectations of any, any response whatsoever. But what it had in there, and this is this is sort of the formula, is something relevant, so, something immediate, right? The podcast had just come out on Tuesday, as maybe Thursday when I'm sending this out. Something specific, you know, hey, I listened to this and you said this at that point and this at that point. I didn't like you. All of a sudden, I like you. Everybody needs to hear from you. And then relevance, I've got this show for small firm architects. Would you come on and talk about it? And I kid you not, 40 minutes later, we had Seth Godin booked for maybe our fifth Context and Clarity Live. And and that was that was the first time that I used that uh, that framework to reach out to potential guests for Context and Clarity. And I won't ever use any other format because it's there's something there's something magic about it, right? It's it's about them. And and th- in two and a half ways, it's about them, you know, something immediate, something specific, something relevant to them and, and to us. Um, and so that's the format that we use. And to me, that's just, again, that was one of my bucket list people. One of the things that James mentioned when we were talking to him was leaning into curiosity. And I think, again, you, if you start a podcast or a blog series or a video series, whatever content means to you, what, you know, whatever medium you want to use and you are not an expert in that topic, which, you know, we talked about a couple of minutes ago. The important thing is to lean into that curiosity, just like you were talking about Catherine with the metaverse, finding the metaverse. You, you don't know that much about it. Most of us know very little about it which is fantastic because 
you find the people, you bring them on, you lean into your curiosity and you, you learn, right? You have a conversation and you ask them questions and you soak it up and you learn. And pretty soon, you know a lot more than, than most of us do simply by talking to these people and, and learning from these people. Uh, I, I, it's, there's so much to this. Obviously this is, uh, um, you know, it's a book I really enjoy and it's a topic I, I really believe in, but, uh, there's, there's so many, so much to this it shouldn't be passed up. Yeah. Just like you said, it's, it's easy enough where anyone can implement it and it can be adaptable to almost every situation that all of us find ourselves in. And it doesn't matter if you're an architect or a nurse or, or any, any job, any profession, it, you can use this system. Um, and even, even if your, your end goal is just, uh, you know, building up your network. And, and creating relationships. That's still, you know, a, a positive. You've got to have a system for nurturing relationships with these folks. So for us, like I'm, I'll bring them on to B2B growth and then I will stay connected with them uh, on, on LinkedIn. Sometimes I'll even connect with them on more personal platforms like Facebook. I found that once you have had two or three genuine like connection points with somebody, just have a strategy, have a plan. Um, knowing that the podcast is just the, or, or the content creation, wh whether it's a podcast or blog or whatever, that's just the tip of the spear. That's the way in, but the relationship is, is going to be developed over time. He mentioned that initial content that you create is just sort of the tip of the spear, right? So the magic is really in the follow-up and continuing to follow up to develop that, that initial content into uh, a relationship with that person. There, there's there's a whole system there. He lays it out in the book. It's not a long read. It's not a difficult read. It's a completely applicable read. So, so check that out. Thank you to BQE, the makers of BQE Core, for their support of this podcast episode. Visit bqe.com slash masterclass to register for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass. Well, what did you think? Did you hear something in there that you can use in your practice today? If you were so inspired by this conversation that you'd like to watch the entire Context and Clarity Live episode, head on over to the Entree Architect YouTube channel. There's a playlist there that has all of the full Context and Clarity Live episodes. And if you want more of the Context and Clarity podcast delivered to you every week, give us a thumbs up and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts. If you like content like this, check out Gable Media. It's a multimedia network for people that care about the built environment, and it's the home of Context and Clarity. With Gable's growing family of podcasts and video channels, I know you'll find something there that interests you. You can learn more at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. And one last thing before you go. If the topic of today's episode is of particular interest to you, Join me over on Facebook today at 4 p.m. Eastern inside the Entree Architect Community Facebook group. That's where every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern, I host Context and Clarity Conversations, and we take topics like this, and we dig deeper. We have a conversation in real time to try to find more clarity around the things that matter most to you. So thanks for listening. I hope our time together has inspired you to think about your community and your practice and how you can support those around you. 
We'll be back here again next week. And in the meantime, I hope you'll join me and the Entree Architect community on Facebook today at 4 p.m. Eastern so that we can help each other find more clarity around the topics that matter most, no matter what your context is. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's, it's so real to this day. I, I I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? (laughs) We did it guys. One that came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success.